Hi, this is Dr. Tony Alvarado, and I want to welcome you back to Harmonize Your Life, Conversations on Self-Care for Women of Color. We'll be right back. All right, we're back with our guests for this week. We are still in the month of February and we are still talking about self-love and setting healthy boundaries with our, our family and friends, significant others and work. And I'm excited to have a very special young woman in the studio with me today. In the podcast studio with me is Pastor Jennifer Carner. Thank you for being here with me today, Pastor Jennifer. Thank you for having me, Dr. Tony. You know you're still my favorite. Listen, one of my favorite people in the world. I'm here to be here with you. I'm glad to be here with you as well. So, Jennifer, let me just read read a little bit about your bio and tell our audience who, who um, a little bit more about you, and then we'll get into our conversation. So, Pastor Jennifer has served as the first female executive lead pastor of the Greater Travelers Rest Baptist Church here in Decatur, Georgia, where her pastor is uh, Dr. E. Dewey Smith Jr., and who serves as the senior pastor there. She uh, currently gives leadership to their membership care department and daily ministry operations. She provides preaching and teaching support to the senior pastor. Jennifer has a passion for theology and higher learning. She has earned a Master of Divinity degree from Candler the uh, School of Theology at Emory University in Atlanta. She is currently completing the requirements of her PhD in African-American preaching uh, and sacred rhetoric at Christian Theological Seminary in Indianapolis, Indiana. Pastor Jennifer has worked as an adjunct the, uh, theology professor for Barry University's ACE program in Tampa, Florida, teaching theology, world religions, and epistemology. Uh, she she uh, recently published her first book in 2019 entitled 31 Days of Winning, a devotional journal. And she describes her first published work in this way. Preachers, influencers, and creatives are human. They are people just like everyone else. Faith and spirituality do not exempt us from heartbreak. 31 Days of Winning is a compilation of the words that help me conjure the will to show up in my own life. It is my prayer that these words will help others the way they have helped me. Jen, Pastor Jennifer, thank you for being here with us. This is going to be a good jumping off place for our uh, conversation today on self-love and setting healthy boundaries. I love what you said about your book. Preachers are influencers, preachers and influence, influencers and creatives are human, yes. right? Yeah, and we hurt like everyone else. We have to rest like everyone else. We have to take time for ourselves and love on ourselves just like everyone else. And that's a good place for us to begin our our dialogue, our conversation on today. We've been talking about self love all month. Um, the month of February, you know, it's Valentine's Day, so people are booed up, and husbands yeah. and wives are, are loving on each other, and everybody's, you know, it's the love month, quote unquote, you know, but. 
everybody's not married. Everybody doesn't have children. Everybody's not in maybe in a dating relationship, but we're all called to love on ourselves. And I like to think about self-love, Jennifer, as um, when I think of the commandment to love thy neighbor as thyself, I consider that I cannot, I suppose that I cannot uh, love you until I can truly love me. And to the degree I love myself, I can love my neighbor. And so that's kind of my take on it, my spin on it, and some other um, some other things that I think about it and we'll share as we go along. But I just want you to share with us today um, a little bit about self-love and what that means for you. What does that mean for you when you hear that term? So in our in our pre-conversation before we, we started um, online so that everybody can see us, we talked a little bit about being a single woman in ministry and especially being a single woman in leadership. What I find is the way that I love myself and take care of myself is through setting boundaries, right? Right. Because when you're single, people think that you're married to the church. And I've had to explain to people, Jesus is the one that's married to the church. Mm-hmm. And, and God has a command for me as a single woman to place boundaries on my time, love myself, and, and say when it's time to go home. I have to set those boundaries for myself and say, hey, it's five o'clock. I don't have a family to go home to, but I do need to preserve my energy. I do need time to refresh. I do need time to be restored for the next day. Mm -hmm. uh, One thing that I've learned to do is plan for my time when I'm by myself. So when I'm home alone, I don't really feel lonely because Mm -hmm. I plan for that time. I cook. You see me posting my pictures. Did you see this? (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. That's a whole situation. That's a whole thing for me. Cooking is, is cathartic. Cooking is a way that I love myself. Um, my exercise regimen, because I'm not trying to be on the COVID-15. I'm oh, trying to right. go. I'm trying right. to get in shape. And so I think as single women, as I shared, we, we have to set boundaries for our time. Although we may not have anyone necessarily who's asking for that time when we're at home, that time is for us. That time mm-hmm. is for God to prepare us for what's next. And for us to detox from a day of giving so much to others. Wow. 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 Detox. I like that. To detox from a day of giving so much to others. And you're right. Um, Sometimes um, I can remember being single in ministry. I know you probably don't believe that, but I do remember it's not been that long ago, although it's been almost 30 years um, since I was single. But um, I remember when I was a single woman in ministry and serving and I wasn't even serving in ministry full time like you are. Um, I was not employed in the at the church. I was serving in the church and I've always served in the church and I've always been very committed um, in in whatever house I served in. And um, but um, I was not employed in the church, but it was a part of my life, a big part of my life. Church has always been in ministry has always been a big part of my life. It's a part of who I am. Right. And so um, I can remember um when when I was single and 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 people put demands on you and people assume that you have all the time in the world right. and sometimes the messages that we've been received we've received and even messages that we've given to people will make them think that they have to always be uh, at the church or work or whatever it is we're talking about church but this the, but there are people li- listening to this conversation or tapping in watching us 
church may not be their context, but it may be corp, uh, corp, uh, uh, corporate America. It may be a school teacher or whoever, but we all have to set those boundaries where it comes to work, um, church, ministry, relationships, family, and friends. And sometimes it's hard to do that when people have the expectation of us because we're single that we're supposed to always be available. Absolutely. Um, I, I'm really big about saying, hey, this is my blackout time. That, okay. That's the language that we use as a team. Uh, I work with a team of pastors and we all have blackout times. We share okay. with people. Look, on Saturdays, that's family time. Or on Monday after four, that's when I'm at the gym. And so we share those things so that we can honor each other's boundaries and honor each other's time. Um, in my book, you referred to my book, Winning, 31 Days of Winning. There's mm -hmm. a book in there that says, take long walks and sit in the shade because you've earned it. Oh, I love that. Say that again. Take long walks. And sit in the shade because you've earned it. Oh. I think as women who are in leadership, whether it be corporate America or whether it be ministry, we don't understand that just by showing up in your life, you've earned your time to, to just sit down and rest and reflect. That's your time. And so you got to guard that. Yeah. It's important. Yeah, you got to guard that. And, you know, you said something about um, I want to pick up on the thing about you earned it. When I do um, one of the teachings that I do on self-care is um, I, I do a teaching um, where I kind of dispel some of the myths about self-care. And one of the things one of the points that I make in that teaching is that when we consider when we think of self-care as a luxury rather than a priority, then we we tend to we can talk ourselves out of it feeling like we don't deserve it. You know, when you you know, when you think about a luxury, uh, a luxury is something that we we feel like we we deserve. Or, you know, we've earned because I've done this or I worked hard or whatever. And so when it comes to self-care, sometimes we tend to treat self-care like it's a luxury, like it's something that. I, um, I have to merit in order to do. But what I'm hearing you to say is that we've earned it just by being here. Listen. Just by reason of what, we, what we've gone through, just by reason of the work that we do, we deserve to take care of ourselves. We've and, earned it. And let me say this, you know, I'm, I'm big on harmonize your life. I listen to you, but I also listen to therapy for black girls. Yeah, okay. And something that blessed my whole life on Therapy for Black Girls was when she talked about the Black superwoman complex. Yes. We have this, old, this whole idea that we have to be everything. We have to be twice as smart. We have to be twice as good. And I think that that type of pathology, that, that thinking, it eats away at our commitment to self-care, right? Yes. And what we have to do, like you said, I love the language you use. We have to dispel some of those misnomers about self-care, that it's optional. It is not optional. It is not a luxury. But it's, it's a priority. It's a priority. You know, one, one gift that I want to give to our busy women who are viewing right now, or busy people who are viewing, is if it's not on your calendar, it's not going to happen. Thank you. Thank you. you. Schedule your rest just like you schedule your appointments. I schedule yes. my downtime, you know? 
Yeah. Yeah. Schedule your rest just like you said and, and schedule you. Yes. Schedule you. You schedule everything else and everybody else. And one, you know, I'm, I was the master scheduler for the church, scheduler for my family. And when you are having small children and a busy life, myself, my husband, and I'm big on Google Calendar. And we all had our, I had color, I have a color even right now for everybody in the house. And, and then I have the church calendar. And I had to learn to put me on that calendar first before yeah. I put everything and everybody else because I recognize if I don't pour into me, then I am going to burn out. I'm not going to be any good. I won't be my best self and I won't be able to show up not only for me, but I won't even be able to show up for you. And here's here's a, um, a secret. You know, people, people wouldn't know this from looking at my social media or hearing me preach, but I have wells. And what I mean by that is I have people in my life who God has assigned to pour into me. Yeah. I run to those spaces, even though we're virtual and I have to do a lot of FaceTime and a lot of Zooming. My family, we always have our family Zoom call on Sunday because they're a well for me. They're a place where I can go and be refreshed. I don't have to be anybody's pastor on the family Zoom. I don't have to necessarily be a, a source of wisdom or a source of, of scholarship. I can just be Jen. And I think it's important that specifically as single women that you have wells, that you have places where you can go where there are no particular expectations for your time or, or for how you present or for oh, how you show up. Wow. I love that concept. Wells. So I heard you say a couple of things. So I'm going to back up a little bit because those that are taking notes, you know, because we want people, this is a lifestyle podcast. And this podcast is about hoping and empowering people to live their, their best life and to be their best self, to fulfill their dreams, their purpose and all of that. And it starts with self-care. It starts with creating harmony in our lives. And I, I, I like to consider myself a self-care strategist, yes. if you will, to help people come up with strategies. And so what I'm hearing is a strategy coming out of what you're saying. So you, I heard you say a, a couple of things about putting boundaries around yourself having blackout times i saw i heard that so if you're listening write this down but you need some blackout times that's i um those are times where this everything else must wait this is my time that means if it's blacked out don't ask me for a meeting don't ask me <laughs> can i come no this is my blackout time okay so i heard that then i heard you um saying if it's not on your calendar right Put it on your calendar. Schedule you. Then I heard you say you need to have wells, people that pour in to you, not just places where you are pouring out. Those that's that's three points right there. We can go home, Mama Preacher. <laughs> Listen, we can close on that. You know, I, and these are things that I've learned. Um, you don't you don't get twenty one years into full time ministry. Um, at the age of 37, by giving, giving, giving with no one pouring into you and not having vacation time. Mm -hmm. um, I think I have, I have a lot of peers who talk about burnout. And I think one of the reasons why God, let me say this, it's been God, why God has preserved me. One of those reasons is because I know when to sit down somewhere. Okay. I know how to tell my 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 leadership and my boss, shout out to my pastor, Dr. E. Smith Jr., 
absolutely love and appreciate him. I know how to say, you know, Doc, he still was a lot. I'm yeah. going to need a couple of days. And, okay. and you have to know your body and, and know your rhythm, right? We're talking about harmonizing our lives. Yeah, yeah. Know your rhythm and know when it's time to unplug. When yeah. You, when you get irritated by everything. People say hey to you. You're like, who are you saying hey to? When yeah. those moments start to happen. Yeah, yeah. Unplug. Yeah, know your rhythms and and to be able to be honest, I love what you said that you you're able to go to your boss, Pastor Smith, and say to him, you know, Easter was a lot. I need I need to I poured out here. Now I need some time to refresh and refill, and to be able to have those uh, places, those honest conversations, absolutely, um, to be able to say what you need. Right. Because a lot of times we suffer in silence because we need something and we don't say it. And what I've come to discover, if we just say what we need, most times the people in our lives, our bosses, our pastors, our supervisors, our spouse, our children will hear it and respond to that. But a lot of times it doesn't happen because we won't say what we need. And and you're you're so right, Doctor Tony. You you are spot on. We won't say it, but here's the reason why we won't say it. We've bought into a theology that causes us to live inauthentically. Oh, oh, come on! You're going down our street now. Yes, I think that a lot of us, and I know you know some of our viewers may not be uh, theologians. You don't have to be a theologian to understand what we're saying. We're saying no. that. Your your faith journey, um, yes. Your your how how you understand God may cause you to adopt this suffering servant mentality, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, give, 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 and that's my way of being a good Christian is to give, give, give. Some people want to be martyrs. Yes. Some people want to be martyrs. They want to always be suffering. They always want to have somebody, you know, a reason to be down and out. Some people want to be martyrs, and I'm determined. I'm not going to be a martyr. Listen. That's not what God has called us to. I believe that God has called us to abundant living, you know, and I don't want to get, I don't want to get into womanist theology. Listen, we got to be who we are. That's yeah, who we are. Look, God knew when he told me to start this podcast, he knew I was a preacher. He knew I was a theologian, a pastor, a womanist. He knows all of that. And so all of that comes out in my podcast because that's who I am. So anybody that's going to listen to my podcast, they're going to get a little bit of that. I don't care who's going to tell <laughs> so, yeah, so say more about that. Say more about that. We got to live authentically. You know what I'm saying? I, I think one of my quotes that I share when I do my winning woman training sessions and my seminars with women's ministries is I say, listen, if it includes fake smiling and fake laughing, don't invite me. Don't, because I'm not laughing if it ain't funny. Come on. Listen, I'm in a season, um, and I know we're all in different life spaces, but in my 30s, one thing that I've learned is I'm healthier when I'm my most authentic self. Oh, I'm healthier when I'm my most authentic self. Exactly. Yes, and and, and and then you know what? And I have what I have to do, Jennifer, in order to remain healthy. What I have discovered is then I have to remove myself from places and spaces where I'm not allowed to be my authentic self. And that's that's the I think that's the sacrifice that a lot of us may not know how to make. And so, you know, we, we may, may want to talk about how you how you make that sacrifice, how you say. Let's talk about that. We you know what? 
it, it's certain places and spaces that I may aspire to, but if I have to lose myself in the process, is that really where God wants me to be? See, there are some places where we want to be that God never calls us to be. Yeah. Um, and and what am I having to give up? You know what I'm saying? What am I, you know, I had to make a decision just this morning. I was, I had a conversation um, an opportunity was is presenting was uh, is presenting itself to me. I'll just say it like that. But I had to step back from it and say, if I go down that path, am I going to be authentically true to myself? And what will I have to give up to pursue that opportunity? Am I going to have to give up what I truly want in this season of my life? Am I going to have to give up who I who I am in this juncture of my life? And maybe 10 or 15 years ago, this opportunity would have been perfect. But for where I am right now and where I feel God, where I feel God is, where I feel God is taking me and the energy level that I have right now at almost 58 you know, and yeah, so good, there are some dreams and visions and passion, some passion that I have now for some other things. And so this opportunity might have been perfect for me 10 years ago, five years ago. But does it fit with where I am right now in this season of my life? And what will I have to give up if I go there? And so now you're talking about vision, right? Mm -hmm. I think that sometimes we have goals, we have things we want to do, but we don't have a full vision of yeah. what we want to do career-wise or in terms of our, our life space. And so I think it's important that we as women or any guys who are watching that you have a, co a cohesive vision for your life. Yeah. And these opportunities that are presenting themselves don't push you closer to that, that comprehensive or that cohesive vision, then it, it doesn't make the list. It and it might be good, but it just may not be for me. And it may be good for someone else. It may be better for them. But is it a good opportunity for me and for where God is taking me and what I sense and feel or what is, or even want to do? Sometimes it's just not what I want to do. And that's a beautiful and, thing. It's yeah. okay. I don't want to do that. And I have come to the place in my life, Jennifer, when I turned 50, something changed. <laughs> and... um. And I'm glad that you're there earlier because, see, I wasn't all I wasn't there at, at how old are you? Thirty seven. At thirty seven. I wasn't there. So I'm 20 years older than you wow. and I'm 20 years old. I'm 57. And it was I didn't start on this self-care journey until I was 37. And it took me getting sick. It took me being diagnosed with Graves disease and just about to kill myself running, running, running. At a, uh, 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 just at the speed of light, constantly pouring out all of that, doing ministry without, without caring for myself. It took that wake up call for me to get here. And so what I'm saying is you don't have to wait until you turn 57 to get there. You're there now. So I applaud you at 37 for being there. But when I turned 50, something shifted in me and I decided I'm not doing anything I don't want to do. And I'm almost 60 now, so you know I'm not doing anything I want to do. Listen, I, I got here, you know, it, it actually has been a development, I can be honest and say, within the past five to 10 years. Okay. started to have these conversations with myself. And it's very interesting, Dr. Tony. I had an experience kind of like yours. I wasn't sick, but I love to share this story. I was preaching, and it was around my birthday, and I was watching myself. I was about 26 on this screen. And I've always been very fit. I've always been in shape for the most part. 
but I looked at myself on the screen and my image was filling up the whole screen. I think you know where I'm going. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Eating on the road, hadn't been really watching my weight, and I had gotten a little bit bigger than what I wanted to be. And so I hired a trainer. Yeah. And that trainer, when I tell you, he, he was not my friend in the beginning. But <laughs> but as we began to work together, he started to teach me about how me, my caloric intake. Yeah. What foods I needed to be eating if I'm going to be doing the type of work that I do. If I'm going to be running all day. Uh, I usually get over 14,000 steps a day, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Be doing all of these things. There are certain things that I need to be putting into my body, certain nutrients. Um, there's a certain diet that I needed. And so I think for me, it was that breakdown of the physical body because the mental, the physical and the spiritual, what? They're all linked. They're all linked. Sometimes your spiritual life, your physical life, it's important. So setting those boundaries, saying what I need physically, what do I need emotionally? What do I need um, uh, financially? You know what I'm saying? Because some things I don't need to spend my money on because it doesn't fit with the with where God is taking me. It's not if I spend my money on this, then will I have the money to spend on what I need to spend it on to fulfill who God called me to be and to do the work that God has called me to do. So it's, you know, when we look at the wellness wheel, we look at all those aspects of our lives. Are we well physically, emotionally, relationally? Are we well financially? Are we well spiritually? And are we well uh, uh, um, occupationally, are yes. we fulfilled in our work? Is this work fulfilling for me? Right. And so I love the fact that you, the, that you said you got there, you got there five or ten years ago, and I applaud you because you got there earlier in life than I did. And I'm just hoping that the other younger women that are coming along, you are up and coming in ministry. And when I say up and coming, I mean just yes. your age group. The, your, your generation of women preachers, you all are coming along with a different ethos for ministry than I and maybe some of my predecessors came along in. Now we're there and you're now we're hearing more teaching on self-care and self-love and um, and this whole theology of wholeness. Whereas yeah. before when we when we were coming along back in the day, those things weren't being taught to us. And so a lot of people died in ministry prematurely. There, there are two things I have to say on the heels of what you just shared. Number one, we are here because of you all, because you all um, already kind of went out there and laid the path. Y'all blazed the trail for us so that we could uh, come into this space and do the work that we're doing. But then the second piece is you are so right. The whole idea of health and wholeness. Um, as something that the African-American church specifically needed to be concerned about is a development I remember of like 2008, 2007. Yeah. Being in seminary at Kansler and hearing about this new thing developing where we're going to be talking about wholeness and health and wellness in the African-American community specifically. So it is really a new discipline when you think about all of the other disciplines that have emerged that have become important for us as African-Americans in the black church. Exactly. Um, it is fairly new. So you're, you're dead on with that, that observation. And that's one of the reasons, that's one of the motivations for my podcast, conversations on self-care for women of color and not that other women, uh, that other women can't listen and be, and be blessed. But I know that I'm called to bring this message 
to our community or to echo this message in our community. Not that I'm the only one bringing it, but I'm called to continue these conversations in our community because many of us, we're in, we're still in a pandemic and we know of the inequities in healthcare and uh, in our communities, food deserts in our communities. Our people are being hit by this COVID-19 virus in a different way. We are taking a real hit. The church has taken a hit. And some of it is lifestyle issues, things that we have uh, pre- existing conditions, pre-morbidities that our people have, that when we get a virus like COVID-19, it takes us out because of other things that probably had we not had other pre-existing conditions, our body might respond differently. And so I believe that we're called to bring this message. And this is a different dispensation for this kind of message. And I'm glad to have young women like you in the pulpit that can help resound this message because we got to save our people. It's so necessary. And you just hinted on something that I hope we were going to talk about. So we're here, so we might as well go here. No, go there. If after 2020, I don't know any African-American who does not need some type of counseling or therapy. Yep. Well, uh, the death of Ahmaud Aubrey, the death of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, um, so many uh, that we saw just kind of going across. So we're in a double pandemic. Yes, yes. A really triple pandemic. We're in a yes. pandemic with this health, with health, with the COVID-19 virus. We're in a racial pandemic and an economic pandemic. Yes. And so we're being hit. And it's called, you know, we're, we're talking about it in some circles. We're calling it like cultural trauma, collective yes. trauma. Yes. The people we are enduring this trauma. And so one way that I care for myself as a young African-American woman is I am very intentional about my mental health. Yes. To, as a community, we have to destigmatize therapy. It's okay to have a pastor and a therapist. Yes. There's and let me tell you something else. And it's okay if you need medication. Come That's on. That's the thing. Come I tell on. people, look, take your pill. I don't care what color it is, blue, red, yellow, Pray over it, anoint it, and take it. If God deliver you from the medication, fine. But I believe God worked through doctors, through therapists, through medication, whatever. Now, am I saying that God can't heal you without medication? No. But I don't want people to feel like, because they have to have medication for depression or anything like that, that there's something wrong with them. Sometimes people have just chemical imbalances and they need a little help. And you know how I am. I'm big on it. If you need a therapist, get a therapist. I have a therapist that's a part of my self-care board of directors. When you talk about those wells, I call it a self-care board of directors. Yes. My therapist is one of those key people on my, just today, I just said, I need, I called my therapist two weeks ago and I said, hey, I need to get back in because I haven't been there in about two weeks. I mean, about two months. And it's time to get back in because I got some things I need to process. We need it. We need it. And our health is so important. You know, if nothing else, I, I'm actually writing a paper now about how the death of Breonna Taylor, how it affected me as a woman in the same kind of age demographic. And what it did for me was it showed me how our society does not value the black female body as a whole. And we have to value our bodies and make sure that we underscore the sacredness of black and brown bodies and treat ourselves well so that other people, as they look at us, they will catch our vibe. 
and say, if we care for ourselves the way that we do, then certainly as a society, we need to say her name, right? We need mm -hmm. to make sure that we care and uphold Black female bodies. Does that make sense? I'm sorry. I love it. I love it. I'm writing that down. And I'm going to tell you something else. I want you to develop that paper into a book because we need that. Develop that into a, a book, a talk, or something. And how about we bring you back on the podcast and we unpack that just even a little more about what that means um, to value the Black female body and male bodies, the Black body in general. Yes me for us as a community and what do we need to do to preserve ourselves and love ourselves and and not internalize this this racism and and you know this internalized racism that some of us have that because other cultures don't value us then we don't value ourselves yes yes and so what how do we turn that around jennifer how do we turn that around I think that it, that it starts with us as sisters, us as women, since we are talking about in the context of, of women. Yeah, uh, yeah. We have to hold each other accountable for care, right? Yeah. You know, people don't know our relationship, but you're one of those voices for me. You will say, Jennifer, are you resting? Are you eating well? And so I think as we as a community hold each other accountable for our care, that's important. But then the brothers, uh, men, you guys have a role in holding up the importance and the primacy of black women in our society, our resilience and our power and our strength. It means it, in the words of some of my, my younger friends, it hits differently. Uh-huh. honors um, black women, it honors our strength and who we are and what we mean to our community. So I think it's twofold. I think we have to empower each other we have to create space for care in our churches. There needs to be a ministry. Listen, if, if I had my way, I would say, like, let's have a self-care ministry. But we do have support groups and we do have health and wellness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, we need to make space for that in our ministries. We need to make space for that in our ministries, make space for that in our families, make space for that in our relationships, in our community. And I... I believe having conversations like this and and putting putting it out there for our people to consider, at least consider, yeah, and, and and to hold each other accountable is so important. I think that accountability. That's why the self care board of directors is so important because it's people who who pour into me, but they also hold me accountable to my goals for self care, health, and wellness, and what that may mean all of my life, at different places in my life, in different seasons, as we're going through different experiences. I'm caring for my, my mother. My mother uh, is a cancer uh, patient. Cancer. She's recovering from cancer. My mother-in-law, my husband is going back and forth. Bishop Alvarado has been going back and forth, caring for his mother who's 83, almost 84. And um, she's aging. And so to watch them get older and this space that we're in now for caring for elderly parents, it's a different space. And so it requires something different of me in caring for them, it requires a different level of care for myself. And then there are people in my life who know where I am in this space that are constantly checking on me, making sure that I'm taking care of myself, doing the right things because of this season that I'm in. So sometimes the season, you're in a PhD program. People in school getting PhDs, sometimes 
it's one of the most unhealthy times of our life is when we're in school working on doctorates. People who are getting PhDs don't sleep well. They don't eat well. A lot of them don't exercise. And sometimes that's when their body breaks down. Sometimes their mental health breaks down. And so when I call you and say, Jennifer, what you doing? Are you resting? Are you taking care of yourself? You know, are you not just working, working, working? It's because I'm holding you accountable and I'm helping keep you uh, care for you. Because I found that when we care for each other, then we can have a healthy community. Absolutely. And I think last year you you are everything you're saying, I echo your sentiments, I underscore it, I highlight it. I think last year, if nothing else, it taught me how to be more contemplative. You yeah. know, Thurman does a little bit of this whole contemplative theology, but I think that's related to our um our, our culture or our thoughts around rest, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it taught us to be more contemplative, how to sit and kind of learn how to leverage our silence. Yeah. I think in the same vein, uh, last year taught a lot of us how to embrace a whole commitment to rest. Yeah. And and I think 2021, a lot of us, if I can be honest, we started in January, February now, we are going full throttle. We yeah. are starting to get addicted again to grind culture. And so I want to caution us, although we don't have to all stay in the way that we did this time last year, um, this is a great time to set parameters around your rest, around your busyness, and say, you know what? I know I have some goals, and I know I feel like I'm playing catch-up from 2020, but I'm going to commit to a contemplative lifestyle and a, a restful mindset. I love it. So we are out and about. We yeah. Got- it. We got to do it. I love that. Putting some boundaries around our rest. I This week um, I did something um, Wednesday. I had to do um, um, something uh, this week where I was working and um, I had to just take some time. I shut the phone off completely. And I had one, one, one of my girlfriends who um, who I'm very accountable to. And I just reached out to her because I didn't want her to think something was wrong if she reached out to me. And I said, listen, if you need me, uh, if the house is on fire, you can call me at home. But I'm shutting off the cell phone. I'm shutting down. I, you won't see me uh, active on social media today. I'm taking a day to just sit and be quiet. I rested. And it was in the middle of, it was in the middle, middle of the week. And normally I'll I'll do that like maybe at the top of the week on my on my Monday Sabbath or maybe at the end of the week. But it was the middle of the week, but it was when I needed it. I needed to just shut down and put some boundaries around my rest. Rest my mind, rest my body, rest my spirit. Right. And I found that when I awakened from that that space, I was able to move on and to deal with what I was facing and the the thing that was standing in front of me. And so you're right. We need to rest. We need to put boundaries around that space. I am so, so glad to be able to have these kind of conversations with you and so glad. I'm I'm just excited about you and the work that you're doing, Jennifer. I want to put on the screen and let the people know how they can find you. So Jennifer, this is Pastor Jennifer Carner, who's in the studio with us today. And um, I'm just putting up here, Jay Carner Ministries is her ministry. You can find her 
at jennifercarnerministries.com. Those of you that want to follow her on Facebook, you can find her at J Carner Ministries on Facebook, on IG and Twitter at the Carner JLC. You can follow her. She's real active on social media and always posting something very encouraging and empowering. And just follow her life. She's doing some great things. PhD student, a dynamic preacher, young uh, woman, just full of life and zest and power and anointing. I don't know what else to say about you, girl. You just, you're just all that. I love it. I love it. I love it. And if I can say something, I love you, Dr. Tony. You have been such a great influence in my life. I tell you all the time um, in a season in Georgia, in the South, where we didn't have a lot of role models. We didn't have a lot of brown women who were preaching with academic prowess and and just homiletically sound, just powerful. That was you. That is you. And so thank you for having me. And I'm just honored to, to just be in your company and to see what God is doing with you. You are now raising us up and training us, and we appreciate you. Well, I appreciate having young women like you around me, keep me sharp, and and I'm just paying it forward. That's all I'm doing, Jen. I'm paying it forward because there were women, when I came to this city, there were women like Dr. Cynthia Hale, who was down the street uh, from New Birth, where I was serving, and then there was Dr. Sherry Gaither, who was actually at New Birth. uh, So... I'm just paying it forward. And then there are other women like uh, Dr. E.C. Reams who would come to Atlanta with her women's conference. And I would get to see women like Dr. Claudette Copeland, Bishop the Lot, the late Bishop on the Lot, and women like that, Barbara, Bishop Barbara Amos, that was up on the stage preaching when I was up in the nosebleed section. And you know what I'm saying? And so it, it was those women that I came behind. And now to see that. Um, to know that I didn't even know I was being a role model to you while you were in Macon, Georgia, watching us on yes. television. Yes. And so, <laughs> but, I, uh, but I appreciate um, the way the Lord brought our path together in, in, um, in his time, how God brought our paths together. And so I just thank God for that. And I'm grateful to be able to have you in this space with me, having these conversations about self-care, about ministry, about womanism about black bodies and black women and empowerment and that's what this podcast is about i want to encourage those of you that are following me in this podcast go on and uh, follow us um you can find this podcast on uh, Apple Podcasts, on Google. You can find us on Spotify. You can go to my YouTube channel. I encourage you to go to my YouTube channel, like and subscribe to my YouTube channel so you can get notifications whenever the podcast drop. We always drop a new episode every Monday. A new episode of our podcast is dropped uh, in one of these platforms and certainly uploaded to YouTube and you'll be able to find it there. I want to encourage the women to join the Harmonize Your Life uh, Women's Self-Care Network. We got a network of women who you heard Jennifer say we have to hold each other for each other accountable for care. And that's what we're doing in the Harmonize Your Life uh, Women's Self-Care Network. Come on into the network with us. There's a group of women that are part of this network that I'm leading. We're starting a movement for women of color, a self-care movement for women of color. We are caring for ourselves and we're caring for one another because what good is it for me to be healthy and be connected to an unhealthy community? Come on, women, and, and join us in the Harmonize Your Life self-care network. 
come with us to, uh, uh, next year to Aruba as we are making ready for our next uh, Harmonize Your Life Women's Self Care Retreat. We always start the year out in January. Every year we start the year out caring for ourselves before we put anything and everybody else on our calendar. We put us on our calendar and we go away. And next year, I'm so excited. We're going to Aruba. Jean, you got to go with us to Aruba. Come yes, on. Girl. Let's go. Let's go. We're leaving for Aruba and you can uh, uh, just email me uh, and go to my website, get the information there for the uh, self-care retreat. And then you can email me and we'll get that information to you. Thank you again, Jennifer, for coming in and being a part of this conversation on today. You have really blessed my soul. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much much. Do you have any last thing you want to say to the people before we before we let them go? Just know that you can win in a pandemic. You can win in crisis because if you have God at your center, if God is the center of your life, you can win against anything. I love that. Get her book, y'all. Get Jennifer's book. What's the name of the book again? 31 Days of Winning. 31 Days of Winning. And she's going to show you how to win and how to show up for yourself how to love yourself, how to put boundaries around yourself, and how to be the best you that you can be. I'm getting my book today. Where can I get it, Jen? You can go to Barnes & Noble or Amazon. It is Amazon. It's available on Amazon, and you can get it on Barnes & Noble. I'm getting it. 31 Days of Winning. And the next time you come on here, we're going to have my I'll have that book up. I'm going to be able to tell you all of what you said because I'm getting it. And I may even use it in some of my stuff that I'm sharing with the women in the network. You know what? Why don't I bring you to the um, self-care network uh, one, and do tea time with me one Sunday or Saturday, and you can share a little bit about your book. Let's go. I'm down. Let's Let's do it. It. Let's okay, do we'll work that out. We'll work that out. I get, I'll get with you on that. Thank you again. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being a part of my life. Thank you for being a part of this uh, uh, this broadcast or this podcast, rather. And just thank you for being you. Thank you for showing up for you, because when you show up for you, you show up for us. Thank you. Thank you I appreciate you. you. I love you, girl. Love you, too. We'll talk soon. Hi, this is Dr. Tony Alvarado. I am so delighted about bringing the Harmonize Your Life podcast to you. Would you do me a favor? If you are enjoying this, this podcast, would you email me at hello at drtonyalvarado.com? I want to hear from you. I want your feedback. I want to know if there are any other topics that you are interested in as it relates to wellness, self-care, nutrition, or just overall bringing harmony into your life. Email me, contact me at hello at drtonyalvarado.com.